Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Good morning, everyone. My name's Hank Sadala. I'm the Sonic Shaman. And this will probably be a shorter one because I'm holding my phone for this whole broadcast. I brought my computer with me. I brought my camera with me. I brought my microphone with me. And I forgot the computer cable. So I actually didn't have, uh, I don't have any power, way to power my computer because it was out of juice. But I'm at the center kind of hanging out in case somebody shows up for a class early. And first, let me call your attention to something. Uh, it's just this side. That saying right there on the wall, so important. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. Ten times in the morning, ten times at night, it will change your life. But since I was at the center and I have my entire mesa spread set up, this is my working mesa. You can see how large and things it is. That it's a little bit um, on the crazy side. You could have as simple as a handkerchief, but since I teach the tradition, I have it a little bit more elaborate. But I wanted to kind of speak to what Qatari shamanism is. For one, the word shaman and shamanism is an umbrella word. It's something that happened because of anthropologists. It is the, the original word for shaman is referring to one tribe in the Siberian region of Russia. And then they decided to funnel everything else about shamanism up underneath that word. So every native tradition comes up under that word of shamanism now. So all, uh, all what's the word I wanna say? Well, let me give you this first. My tradition, we would call ourselves a PACO, P-A-Q-O, even though there was no real written language. And that means nature mystic. So all nature mystics are shaman, but not all shaman are nature mystics. Is that how I wanted to say it? But anyway, I wanted to give you that a little bit of it and just share with you a little bit about the Mesa. So this is a representation of the field of living energy that we are in called the Kase Pacha. And this, uh, the entire spread, I'm sorry, I'm, no, I'm holding my phone. I'm like all over the place. I should have one of those little sticks. So, um, oh, and I can still see comments, by the way. I got a little thing on the right-hand side. I'm in my studio streaming from my phone, which I didn't even know was a thing till today. But if you have comments, questions about anything, feel free to ask. Uh, but this is kind of a, not kind of, it is, it, there's lots of layers to it, but the way that you would use it initially is it represents the Kasai Pacha, the field of living energy. And each section of it, like this one is for Pachamama, which is Mother Earth. We have Mother Water over there with the shell. We have Waira, the wind, and we have Inti, the sun. And in the center, we have Wirakocha, the creator, and this is the divine diagonal, which you... Um, kind of the, the bridge of consciousness, how we would go up in consciousness from our physical brain to the upper world. And as we lay out our artes and our stones and everything, uh, when you set things up, you can even notice that based on where something is, where something feels, like you might move things around. It, it's how the world is manifesting around you, really. And it is your map of enlightenment in a lot of ways. And when I do work for people, like I had a dear friend who had um, a huge medical thing going on. And I reworked the entire Mesa, everything, like I tapped into the energy field. And I repositioned everything in my Mesa all over the place, kind of 
as an imprint of like, how is the world showing up for him right now? And then taking a look at everything and realizing, oh, let's do some work around this. Let's do some work around that. Every day doing a little work and slowly moving the stones back to where their quote unquote correct place would be. But in this tradition, uh, they they look at the energy of Wittakocha. It's not a, um, a masculine or feminine energy. It literally means that which can combine anything. And my tradition, the Qatari tradition, isn't just one from one region of Peru, it's from many, many different regions. It's the Caro from the mountains. It's the Corandero tradition. It's the coastal tradition, uh, the Huescar tradition. There's a whole bunch of different things that are effortlessly blended in. And it's kind of like the saying, take the best and leave the rest, right? And they have a, a huge importance, a huge emphasis on not relating away things that are similar. When the Spanish came in and they were talking about... Um, Apus, which is mountain spirits, they would say, oh, that's like, just like our angels. And the Carol like, no, it's not an angel. Your Apu is an Apu. Our angel is an angel or vice versa. They're different. And they say the differences are in the gold. How much more lightness would we have in the world if instead of saying, you're right, I'm wrong, you're doing it right, or I'm doing it right, you're doing it wrong, if we held the space of we're just doing it differently? And in that space, because you're doing it differently, well, why is that? What is it that you know that I don't know? And really looking for those differences and having our own experiences and awakening of why things show up in the world differently for people. And though we maybe perhaps then we have compassion, understanding, and can relate to not necessarily that we would choose the same things as other people, but perhaps just perhaps we would have a, an awareness of you made the best possible choice that you could have made with your information that you had at the time. So just to share with you one little nugget from this, because I think I'll, I'll redo this, not redo it. I will do this again when I actually have my camera set up and everything. Because you see, I have my streaming cart there, totally unpowered. And then I have, I try to use the desktop computer. You see it back there, my camera and my microphone. And uh, that wouldn't work either. It wouldn't recognize it. So I'm stuck with my phone. But the, how I got into all this was from this beautiful gift right here. You can see them. These are chumpy stones. And originally these stones would have been seashells and they, there were five, were, would be five of them. And they were related to these bands of uh, these energy uh, belts that we have. We have like five energy centers called Nawis. And good morning, Mark. Good morning, Phil. I'm just seeing the comments here. Uh, these five energy centers called Nawis, which are like eyes of energy. Think of how like a um, a camera lens opens and closes, right? These eyes open and close and it's how energy comes into or expresses out of our field. So the one at the navel for all my impasse out there, you know who you are. Is it your solar plexus that is having an issue or is your eye open? In Peru, the first thing they do for a child when they're born is one, they do a soul recovery for being cut from the mother. And the second thing they do is they do a technique to close that eye so that the child isn't just aware of everything in their world and getting overwhelmed. They say the children of the North are walking around with leaking navels, meaning that we've never learned how to regulate these eyes. And especially our empaths, they just go on empathic overload because how much of what you're aware of is, are other people, places, and things. But anyway, the story of how I got into this, these little chumpy stones were a gift from my... Uh, friend Dave Orlasky, who is, um, he was my roommate at Fellowships of the Spirit in Lilydale, New York. Oh, my light's falling down in the back. That's fun. <laughs> Random things. So um, he had traveled the world with a guy named Ken Harsh. 
And he had bought these for himself. I didn't know this at first. He bought these for himself. He got each stone from a different village in Peru, though they look like they were carved together. And if you've ever seen other sets, this set is immaculate in terms of the artistry and everything. A lot of times they're not, they're not this detailed. But I'm at a Fellowships of the Spirit. We're having a, a breakfast or something. I'm going to move so that light's not totally, that's worse. Where can I switch to? Uh, that's a little bit better. So anyway, uh, he, we were doing some work and all of a sudden he, he's, uh, uh, he said that Spirit just told him, give these to Hank. And he gave them to me. At the time, though, he just said, I got you this present. He didn't tell me Spirit told him to give it to me. But his initial reaction was he, he went all over Peru, collected 10 different stones. And then Spirit says, give them to Hank. And he's like, really, Spirit? Really? So he gives me seven out of the 10. He doesn't give me the last three. And I said, these are great. What do you do with them? And he says, I have no idea. So I started looking for a teacher. I started Googling chumpy stones. And I finally found um, Don Zane Kerfman. Don is just like a, 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 a kind of like Mr. Or it's a term of endearment. Uh, Don Zane Kerfman, all the, a lot of the Pacos go with Don in the beginning of their name. And I talk to Zane and I say, hey, Zane, how um, can you teach me how to do these chumpy stones, how to use them in healing work? And he said, well, it's part of a deeper apprenticeship program. I'm like, okay, so what's involved in that? Well, you need this many people and it takes seven weekends and all these things. So I spent two years holding little introductory classes on shamanism just to get enough interest in the area to have enough people to do the whole year program. And then there was like a secondary part in that. Now for the last six years, I've been hosting them with our next one coming up on March 13th, starting up. But anyway, so once we finally got to learn how to use these, I call my friend Dave and I say, Dave, I finally learned how to use those stones that you gifted me. Come in and I, I would love to gift you the chumpy away, which is the ceremony that you actually use it on. And that's when he came and he had these three other stones, an eight pointed stone and two hands. And, and he told me that he never really wanted to give them to me that spirit told him to, and he had planned to use them for himself because he got them and then he traveled the world with them. They've been to Egypt in the pyramid. They've been to Hawaii and all these places that Ken would go. He brought them and did sacred ceremony with them. And then I gifted him the ceremony and he gave me the final three stones. And that was just full circle. You know, spirit told him to gift them. They completely changed my life because of the door that it made me look for that I didn't even know was one that I could go through. And now this is the result. We have this huge, beautiful Mesa spread that I use to uh, do workings for people and help them on their path, not necessarily to heal, because what is, what is healing? Is it really getting rid of physical illnesses and things like that? Or is it helping everyone to appreciate life? Is it helping everyone to find their own unique voice in this world? And sometimes to find your unique voice, sometimes it's not always about healing the physical. A lot of times it is, but sometimes the physical is suffering because you haven't, um, you haven't quite, well, anyway, we'll do another video on that. I will go ahead and, because my hand's getting really tired from holding the phone. I hope you enjoyed. If you have, actually, I'll open it up for questions. If you have any questions about anything I said, I should take a sip of my coffee since this is a coffee connect. And also on a side note, how important was it for me to do this stream anyway? to not have it be perfect, to have my light falling down while I'm streaming in the background <laughs> and uh, realizing that, you know, people don't connect with perfection, they connect with authenticity and people just being them. So thank you for showing up, Mark and Phil, and I see other people watching, but they're not commenting. But any last minute questions, anything that you have for me before I go?
And Mark, thank you so much for contributing to Dr. K's and my streams. I know I don't bring up all your comments, uh, but I always get a chuckle out of me. I know you know, because you, you make the comment, then you'll probably see me chuckle a little bit. You know that I read it, even if I'm not going to put it up. But you, you do offer a lot to the stream, so I wanted to thank you uh, for that while I see you here. Nothing? Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end. Let's see if I can figure out how to do my my exit video as I go out here. Thank you so much for connecting. I will see you next time. And I am still scrolling to find the video. Here we go. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you so much for showing up. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.